one news talk station. FM 96.3 and AM 620. WVMT Burlington. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here. And joining us in studio, everybody, it's the mayor of Burlington, Mayor Moreau Weinberger. Good morning, Mr. Mayor. Good morning, Kurt. Good morning, Anthony. Great to be back with you guys. Yeah, thanks for Always coming Always fun in. to have you here. You're here every month with us for the full hour, and we love it. And Does anyone uh, else do a full hour every month, Kurt? Um, Dave Zuckerman. Yeah? Yeah. Yep. And, and actually, we have... A, we, we, we have some people that request to do a full hour, and we're like, <laughs> negative Rampart. And then TJ, we, <laughs> TJ Donovan used to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it all depends doesn't... on the energy level and the the uh, the uh, audience engagement, and there's, there's a lot of little factors that go into it. You know, I had coffee with TJ in the last month. He's, oh, really? he's, he's doing great. Looking great. I think he's enjoying the new role. It's good to see him. Did he tell you he's going to get back into elected politics? Uh, we certainly talked about politics a lot. <laughs> but I don't have any announcements I, to make I for him. You, or I'll just but, tell you right now, I'm not making any announcements for me on oh, the show. He didn't, let me get the, he didn't even let me get the question out there. <laughs> okay, so I'm still going to have to follow up on that now. Because uh, he jumped a gun on me. I didn't get you to ask a question, and he's announced that he's not announcing. Well, <laughs> so, Mr. Mayor, you now we know that you we've anticipated that, that September was the month. We're down to five and a half months to the mayor's race. Um, it's coming up soon, really. And, you know, you know, people are going to start making decisions. So you haven't decided what's, what's the holdup? Well, first of all, Kurt, I do, um, you know, one thing we all love about you is that you are make good on your commitments. And you said you were going to ask this much. So I was jumping the gun there. I knew, I knew it was, I knew it was coming. Um, and, but you know, um, Here's my, my commitment is that uh, I'm very close to making this decision and sharing it with uh, the people of Burlington. It, it has been a challenging decision. It, I'm uh, focused on trying to get get it right, get it right for for me and my family, get it right for the people of Burlington, and we'll have a we'll we'll have we'll have that decision to share very soon. I mean, obviously, it's a momentous decision for you and your family. I think it's, I mean, would it be fair to characterize it that this is a job that you've loved for the last 12 years? Oh, I've absolutely loved it, Kurt. It's been, it's been amazing to get to, to serve in this role for the people of Burlington. It's been, you know, it has been 12 years. It's not just been any 12 years that has, this has been, uh, you know, I guess 11 and a half years at this point that has involved a real financial crisis. It's involved the pandemic. It's involved um, kind of fundamental, uh, uh, just fundamental issues about our democracy and where we go from here, you know, issues I never quite thought we'd be grappling with in 2022, 2023. Um, but uh, I've always felt fortunate, even during tough times, to get to get to serve in this role. It's one in which you, you know, you get to get up every day and, and try to make the community better for your family, your friends, your your neighbors. It's a it's a really privileged role to get to fulfill and to fill. And I I'm really, you know, no matter what, what the decision is in the next uh, little bit of time here, um, uh, I will never regret a, a day having uh, served for the people of Burlington. As you weigh the decision, um, is uh, does it do you think about the fact that in the last election it was close? Obviously, you prevailed. Uh, it was closer than a lot of people thought. Closer than I thought. Um, does that weigh on you at all in the terms? I mean, I, I think every election has a new dynamic, but does that weigh on, on you at all is is uh, the thought of whether you would prevail again? That is not driving it, Kurt. You know, I actually feel like we're in a very different moment now than we were then. Um, you know, something people don't 
uh, I think actually that honestly, I think that election's never been sort of fully understood or really written about in a way that accurately uh, shows what was going on. Uh, a lot of you know the stories of the time suggested I had lost a lot of support. If you, if you really look at the numbers, I didn't lose support. I mean, we had a huge number of people came out and voted for me that time. I think actually more people voted for me in that election than any other. What was, uh, may, 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 maybe, maybe not quite, but I, I haven't looked at that for a while, but what was going on, there was, um, there, you know, Max, to his credit, brought out uh, an enormous number. There's a huge surge in uh, votes um, in the parts of the city that, uh, you know, I won half the city, I lost half the city, and in the city that I lost, there was an enormous surge in, in votes. Um, I think a lot of it was driven um, by issues larger than Burlington. We had, we were, we're still in the, the Trump era. We were still we had Bernie running for president. There was these major. We were in the coming out of the pandemic. There were these major national events and uh, turmoil going on. And, and I think it was sort of a unique moment to have a Burlington election. I feel like we are in a very different place now. I think you've seen that in each of the last four elections since the Democrats. My party's been getting stronger with each election. We're now in a place we've never been stronger. You know, we've never had seven, effectively a majority on the council the way we do now that certainly in, it's been decades since the Democratic Party has both had the mayor's seat and the uh, and and right. effective uh, governing majority on the city and council. So I actually feel quite, you know, I, I it is. You're confident it, you could win. If I you am ran. confident I could win. Yeah. To boil it down. I want to just one more on it, um, which is. Does the last, not the last city council meeting, but the, the city council meeting back in early August where you were, I'll say, unfairly called names by members of the audience, um, I'm sh- shamefully with pub- the public, some of the members of the public said a small, tiny number, but does having to sit through that um, and you were stoic and sitting there, and a lot of people have mentioned that on the show, they actually admired that you stood there and took that, those unfair name calling but does that impact you at all when you think about when you when you like some people said to me like how much does any person want to take how much does any person want to deal with as you think about this going you know and we know that the timeline's going to be probably not too much longer um but does that weigh on you to think like do i want to keep doing this when i've got it's been 12 years and i have something like this going on Kurt, you know that that's not driving it either. I, I you know, there there's certainly moments in this job where um, part of the job is uh, taking criticism, and that was a particularly challenging night. And I certainly, um, uh, you know, it, it certainly it wasn't it, it was it was a tough night for me. It was a tough night for the community. Um, that said, I've always known. Uh, I think one of the reasons I have been able to serve for twelve years. One of the reasons I think you know I like to think we've gotten a lot done over those twelve years is I've I've always known that if you want to get anything done in this world, if you want to get anything done in, in one of these roles, you have to be willing to um, that that it comes with criticism, and uh, and it, there's there's no way to effectively serve in these roles and 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 not have that. So I. Uh, I, I, I think I've been a, I, what I always try to do is uh, listen and not make sure that I'm hearing any wisdom and the criticisms that are coming, but not let it weigh me down, not let it uh, get to kind of my core. And uh, I, you know, I, I certainly uh, I know how to do that and I could keep doing that. Um, one thing that you, you said that, you know, I two things. One, the, the whole Bernie running for president and the surge of voters, that makes good sense. But that's not what I'm 
you're finally at a point now where there has, I feel, and I agree with you, the tide shifted. Uh, there's a Democrat majority now on the city council. You finally got it in a position where you can kind of step on the gas and get a lot done. So from my standpoint, from a logical standpoint, which I realize you got to go home at night. You got There's a lot of other plays here. But from a logical standpoint, one more term and you can really finally step on the gas. Do you, uh, you know, <laughs> do you think about that? Well, I guess a couple of reactions to that, Anthony. First of all, even though we have never, and even today, have never been in a situation where it's like, you know, the council the council has oh, a strong not role. Stamp they're, they're not yeah. going to rubber stamp no, it. The council that. has a strong role in our system. And we've always understood that. And we've always put a lot of effort and time into working with the council. And, uh, you know, we've, we've always, we've gotten, we've had our foot on the gas since day one. We've yeah. been pushing very hard. I think you stack up these last 12 years against uh, any 12 years in the city's history. You know, I think we've built more housing in the last 12 years than, than, certainly than in recent decades, I think probably than just about ever. Um, We uh, have gotten, and you can see it happening right now, so many, you know, I promised we're going to get stuck installed projects going and, uh, you know, we've been waiting for decades for a new transit center, for something to happen at the at the Moran frame, for some kind of renovation of City Hall Park, for the Champlain Parkway, for to get train service back to to Burlington, and we've uh, we've delivered on 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 all those. Uh, so I, it's not like uh, we haven't been able to get things done now, or will be a totally new day. There, I do, I do get your, I do get your point. There is going to be a very exciting few years ahead. I mean, we are in part because of what's happened to the federal government, in part because what Senator Leahy was able to do on his way out. The, the next few years are going to be very, a very exciting time, I think, in Burlington as we continue to come out of the pandemic, as we see our downtown um, businesses continue to get stronger, as our police department uh, continues its rebuilding and recovery, and as we as we invest tens of millions of federal dollars in new streets on Cherry Street and on. Bank Street and the new streets through uh, City Place as we rebuild Main Street, which is a project we just got the bids back last uh, couple weeks here, and we're very close to breaking ground with that project. Um, as we actually open the Champlain Parkway, you know, it, it is. Uh, uh, it, it, I do think it's going to be a very exciting time, and that's very appealing. Yeah, I, I would think it would be because you've got a lot of work in, a lot of heavy lifting. I'm not saying you're going to coast, but it, but you know, you one know, thing that really the has culmination to, of all of this. Well, thanks for saying. It. Yeah, here I, I think it's an important point here, and uh, uh, one thing that really has changed that really is different, and I think we talked about it a little bit on the show before, but I'm still just struck by it, and it does make me excited about what the city's going to be able to do over the next three years is the sea change in attitudes about housing. The, you know, just a few years ago when Kurt and I were, Kurt were serving, we, we talked about maybe opening up the South End to housing. You know, the, I, there yeah. was this enormous backlash. I got paper mache puppets of me got made and <laughs> put out at Art Hop. I mean, it was so intense. We had to focus on other things. We withdrew it. You compare that to what happened, you know, what, six weeks ago, the passage of the South End Innovation District unanimously with not a single negative comment in the public hearing, I think there's just been this tremendous uh, change in attitudes and understanding that that uh, what we need to do to address homelessness, to to uh, make the community more affordable, to create opportunity for the kids that we want staying here, moving back here, for, to help support our existing businesses, to address the, the climate emergency through environmentally friendly uh, development all that requires um, a lot more homes to be built in Burlington and I, I do think uh, we're, we're we got a lot of work to do there still and and I'm hopeful where that's headed all right Merle, we got some calls lined up for you 
Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Hey, morning, gang. Morning, Mr. Mayor. Um, do hope to hear that you run again. Uh, I'll, I'll admit I don't always agree with many of your policies, but uh, compared to leaving the city council uh, run by a progressive mayor, I believe would be a disaster for, for Burlington. So um, as a critic, I would still encourage you to run. Uh, on the flip side, you just mentioned about the, the millions of dollars that are going to be put into new projects in the city. And those come from federal dollars, state dollars, local tax dollars. And that still continues to be a ton amount of money to be spent in the, in the city. And that comes from taxpayers. Um, just recently there was a, an article about the first $20 million overrun uh, on the new school. That's the first year in the project. And we're already looking at $20 million more than we expected. We know that it's going to take several years for that to get done. We don't know where those numbers are going to end up. And then we had things like um, the city's zero, net zero initiatives where we go to the Burlington Electric and we buy a new all-electric boom truck. And it's touted as being a great thing, and, and we're leading the way. But when you look at the numbers, we paid $728,000 for that truck but we only afforded it because we got a $560,000 grant from the VW settlement fund. Nobody talks about the idea that the things that we're trying to do in the city are not sustainable without massive increase of, of money from outside. How are you going forward and working with the city council going to curb what is really egregious spending when we look at the, the amount of money that we're in debt for uh, – you know, since, since you came in, it's more than doubled from $78 million to $152 million. I know these are numbers, and it's tough to, to argue that on the phone, but how are we going to control what we can't afford to spend? Well, so I appreciate the question, and I think it's an important question. I'm sure one on a lot of, a lot of minds, and uh, this is an important discussion. So, And there's a number of aspects of it. So first of all, let's specifically with respect to the school um, which you know is not a project that uh, I have a direct responsibility for or can control over but I'm certainly following very closely and I talk to superintendent Flanagan at least monthly uh, about school issues and that project in particular um, the caller's right to voice concern that we are seeing uh, overages the district is is taking action and I think we'll we'll find a way to they're working hard to find a way to bring that down so it is not a 20 million dollar overrun i don't think the right way to think of it is like this is just the beginning and, and where is it going to go from here what they are doing right now is locking in contracts for the the whole construction and this was the third of the three construction projects construction contracts that they are signing for this and the other two were on budget and um, this one was not so as they get this one negotiated and hopefully down somewhat uh, that should can you know, and the caller's right to have some concern. You know, there's unpredictability in, in construction projects. You can never say for sure, but they've done a lot of the subsurface work, the hidden work, if you will, already. Um, there should be pretty good protection on the costs uh, for the new construction going forward. And we should remember, you know, the school district has been working hard. I've been doing what I can to support this to, uh, you know, this doesn't totally satisfy the caller's point, but to, to, so that it's not all falling on Burlington taxpayers. We did get $16 million of help from the state to deal with the environmental issues with the project, and uh, there will be a major effort to try to get help from the state with respect to the 
technical education that is going to be taking place there, which is about $20 million of the, the, the project that um, uh, is, is going to serve non-Burlington students. Uh, yeah. And so I, I think we're, it's fair to be saying it shouldn't just be Burlington that's, that's responsible for that. As far as um, the city taking on too much debt, I think the the caller was in the ballpark on the on the debt change there, and it, and it's true we have increased our debt during the time I've been in this role. I thought we've needed to do that because we had had decades of underinvestment in uh, our critical infrastructure, public infrastructure. It is so important for the quality of life in a community. It's so important for the economy in a community. And we couldn't continue on the trajectories that we were with our sidewalks, our streets, our parks, our subsurface pipes, the water, sewer, stormwater pipes. We really needed to make major investments. Um, we have not borrowed too much. And we just had a reaffirmation of this uh, with uh, Moody's came out with a report in August where they said a number of positive things about the city's financial management. They essentially reaffirmed the AA cr- credit rating that we have built back to since uh, since I came in. We were down on the edge of junk bond status back in 20, uh, 2012. We've gotten all the way back to AA3 rating, basically the same rating as the state uh, at this point, or very close to what the state's is. And one of the things they evaluate is, uh, have you taken on too much debt? And you know, we're very intentional about the amount of debt we take on. We've, well, at least we are now. We, since 2018, we have had a very clear debt policy that says we want to remain a AA-rated a city. We need to be disciplined about how much debt we take on if we're going to do that. And Moody's uh, explicitly said they appreciated that we kept our policy, didn't change it when we had to take on this huge amount of debt related to the schools that we and we that we late acknowledged that we were borrowing more than we wanted to for the school project. And we've committed us and the school district not to borrow more unplanned efforts until we get back within the guardrails of uh, of the debt policy. And I know uh, Superintendent Planning and I were just talking about this policy this week, and he's recommitted the school district to it. So I think we are being quite disciplined about the that. As far as, you know, I think the caller's sort of asking, are you spending too much federal money? I don't see it that way. I think if we can go out and um, be successful securing the federal funds that are available through these competitive processes, and that's what we've gotten here is competitive, you know, we've been awarded... Uh, $22 million was the most recent one of, of competitive monies from the federal government because they want to see communities investing in our downtowns, uh, making them better connected, addressing old planning issues that the federal government helped create, like we, you know, like happened in Burlington where we uh, gave up streets and tore down a big chunk of the downtown. They've made these monies available. I'm proud that we were able to go out and get that. And uh, I think it's going to be a very exciting investment that makes this community stronger and ultimately pays for itself. I mean, we having a stronger public infrastructure in the downtown will result in enormous financial benefits in the decades. Well, that's ahead. what I was about to say. Is have you estimated the uh, you know it, it, with the, with the South End development with City Place going up? That's those are dollars and cents income into the city. Have you estimated the the income benefits? Yeah, we certainly did for City Place because there initially um, we were thinking we were going to have to pay for all of the public investment. Uh, out of future taxes, and you know, since then we've been successful getting these these federal grants. But so it's been a little while, uh, Anthony, since uh, we, I've looked at. It and we probably need to update these numbers, but it was pretty. Uh, the basic numbers a few years ago were the mall was already one of the very largest property taxpayers in the city. They were paying about eight hundred thousand dollars in property taxes already. But at the end of the redevelopment, they the projection was they would be 
paying close to $3 million. Right, so just right. an enormous, on, on an annual basis, yeah. an enormous increase. And um, that kind of, that kind of mixed use downtown development tends to be just uh, in- incredibly positive to the bottom line of municipalities. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking is, you know, there's a lot of infrastructure now, but it's going to lead to income, annual income in perpetuity. Exactly. All right. We're going to take a quick break uh, and we're going to check in with Fox News uh, and the headlines and everything that's going on around the world and the forecast. And we'll be back with Mayor. Every day, the morning drive, FM 96.3 and AM 620, WVMT. Welcome back to the morning drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here. The mayor is with us. And just in case you're tuning in and didn't hear the first half hour, the mayor has not made a decision yet about re-election. He said he, said he is close, but he has not made any decision yet. Uh, Mackenzie Country Classic Hotline is open, 888-414-0303. If you have a question for the mayor, give us a call. Mayor, I want to go back uh, to the conversation that was going on toward the end of the last segment with the caller. And uh, I totally get your answer. But one thing that I hear, and I think it's probably second only to public safety and policing issues, where I live, and I think it, it, it's in other places in the city as well, which is affordability. Affordability is an issue across the state of Vermont, and of course it is in Burlington too. Um, and that's what the caller was alluding to. Ben Travers, when he was on the show, talked about that as a, as a major concern, Ward 5 city councilor. And he said that he, hopefully I'm getting his quote right, but basically said that he thinks in the next year, in the next budget cycle, that every department needs to be really closely examined. Um, do you agree with that? It seems to me, I mean, as a tax, I'm hearing it from people out where I live a lot, that the, the affordability issue is a significant issue. Do you think that in the next budget cycle that you go to every department head and say, hey, listen, we got to find savings and you all need to come forward with savings? What, what do yeah. you think? Well, we've basically committed to that, Kurt. It, 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 last year, last year's budget was very challenging and this upcoming one is we, we have some tough decisions that are definitely going to have to be made. So we actually had a meeting Monday with the Board of Finance where we talked about this and we talked about the many different things we're doing now early to be ready for next year's budget. And um, one of them is we uh, we are hiring a consultant to do a kind of operational study that that looks for efficiencies and savings. You know, Potentially, are there areas where the city is sort of putting too many resources to where we... we you know, uh, because of history, we, you know, we, these are services that we no longer have to be making this kind of expenditure in. And uh, that is going to be part of the process this year. Um, the, you know, this isn't new, I will say. I mean, we've, uh, it's always been a goal of mine to uh, be both responding to the very serious needs the city has and <clears throat> making capital investments, but doing so. Uh, while being conscious of uh, the fact that we are a tax burden community already, Burlingtonians pay a lot in, in taxes, and we have worked to make sure that we are not increasing the rate um, for for operations at a, at a greater rate than the rate of inflation, and um, and you know that's a goal that we've been committed to and we've we've met. So this isn't a new focus on affordability. Um, I do I, I I do understand Councillor Travers's point. I mean. Uh, the uh, 
we, we this is uh, something that people, you know, of course, the, uh, one of the things that's tough about being mayor is you when the city's only responsible for about at this point, about 30 percent of the property tax bill that people get. They get a bill from the city. It looks like a bill from the city. But education. But, you know, 70 percent of it is essentially a statewide uh, property tax that, um, you know, the, the, the city government has very little impact on. And uh, uh, so, you know, that's part of the affordability challenge as well. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Mr. Mayor. Uh, this is just kind of a lightweight curiosity question here. Uh, I remember a while back you had a company in Burlington, and or I think they were in South Burlington, too, renting these e-bikes. And I don't remember the exact details, but evidently they pulled out of town and left these bikes Um sitting here and the city inherited them or somebody inherited them but to get to my point the other day tuesday i was going from the new north end to the compost to get rid of uh, my stuff and i counted between the end of the belt line and the compost area five of those bikes just dumped in different spots in the tree belts uh they weren't secured to anything some of them were laying over um, I just wonder if those bikes were just all stolen and without a charger, they're not really worth anything. Are you any idea whatever happened to those? Thank you. Uh, thanks for the call. I'm not familiar with the exact bikes uh, that you're talking about or what specifically happened with those bikes. I mean, it is a challenge with these shared uh bike systems that you do end up having some of them uh, and end up in weird places or get kind of vandalized or abused in one way or another. And um, there are a variety of things that the company that in this case bird, you know, does to try to keep that from happening and, and ways in which the app works where they uh, riders are encouraged to uh, leave the bikes in proper places. And they end up, you know, I think being charged more if they, if they don't leave them within certain areas. So, it's it is an issue that is uh, kind of related to these kind of shared systems. I think it's an issue worth um, dealing with because of the benefits that we get from these shared systems. This really is a new transportation system for the town that is that is significant. Uh, I appreciate that they have had a pretty ubiquitous deployment, more so than the than the prior systems that we saw. And I think a lot of people are are using it. It's not uh, it's something that is I think going to continue to evolve. And we're still in a period here where cities, the public, are figuring out how to use these systems. And I don't think we've, especially in Burlington, uh, you know, this is not kind of mature yet. We got more work to do, but I think it's good that we have this additional option. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, Mayor, during the COVID pandemic, there was a reassessment in all the residential places in Burlington, you know, got a huge tax property tax increase except the hotels did not because their property taxes are assessed based on income and not say, not like property sales uh they actually i think went down in their taxes they pay so i'm wondering now that you know they're charging four hundred dollars a night for hotel rooms and business is great are the hotels back to paying the same tax rate or more or at least, at least the same or more than they were uh you know before the pandemic pandemic um, I was wondering if you can answer that. Great question. That is a great question. Yeah, it, it is a good question, and it's it's one that I get a lot. And um, and uh, a lot of people remember that um, we did have this little bit of an anomaly where 
the the way state law works, when we were doing that reassessment, hotels had to be by law assessed by the economic status that they had at that moment. And this was the spring of 2020. And so it was obviously a challenging moment. We, what we said at the time is that we knew it was, it was a kind of funky outcome and we were, we would, we would look at it again the next year. And we did that and the hotels are back to playing, paying an appropriate rate. So you had, it has been adjusted yeah, back it, again. Oh, that's it, good to it, know. It, was, it was done on the timetable. We said it would be, which was the next year. Gotcha. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Yes, good morning, Mr. Mayor. Uh, I hope you do run for election. And my question, and I don't mean to sound facetious, but I saw in the news they're going to build a memorial auditorium because of the disaster, the drug and the needles and everything. Uh, subsequently, are you going to have to build a fence around City Hall Park in the Wait. city oh, to enhance the quality? Yeah, your phone, your phone's bit. cutting in and out, but I, I get the... Phone's uh, cutting in and out. I think I understood the question. Um, we are temporarily going to have a fence around Memorial Auditorium as we go continue to work on a redevelopment plan, which we are. People should know we are actively working on that. We have a great uh, in-house developer now, a uh, woman named Samantha Dunn, who has worked for the city for the last, I think it's been two years now, and she's very focused on this, and we are making progress with a plan for Memorial, and I hope to have... Um, something to share with the public very soon on that uh, in the interim to protect the public, to stabilize the the situation there to make it less um, to eliminate the risk of anything falling off the building. We've done quite a bit of work to stabilize the building, but to ensure that you couldn't have some kind of safety risk, we will have this, uh, this fence um, out and people will be seeing that go up quite soon. Um, clearly the solution for city hall park is, is very different and um and we're working very hard to make uh to make that the great public space that it should be and i think often is uh we do have um times uh still this summer where it's not consistently been where i would like to see it um if that is a function of the broader challenges that we're facing as a as a community with drugs with homelessness we are in um unprecedented uh times in but with both those issues the city is doing an enormous amount to try to turn those issues around we do need more action and investment from from the state and help this is this is an issue that it goes bigger than any one municipality and that we need all levels of government focused on and, and helping with and uh you know we continue to uh, call for more more action there um and uh it's particularly important as we head into the winter here um, we are going to uh, be facing the possibility of not having a winter warming shelter. We're making a proposal to uh, do that, and I hope we will have state um, help with this uh, this effort. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning, Mayor. Dale here. Hi, Dale. Um, instead of bitching today, I'm going to be pitching. How's that? Well, there we go. <laughs> um, thank you for your service over the last 12 years to begin with. Um, I think you've done a very good job, even though I, like the first caller, can be pretty critical at times. Thank but, you, Dale. I appreciate uh, that. I know you're a close follower of Burlington politics, decisions, and have been for a long time, so that means a lot. Thank you. Um, what I'm pitching here today is um, I hope you're seriously considering running for re-election. Um, and one of the major reasons is You've been fighting for two to three years to get Chief Murad finally in the permanent position as chief. And if you're not there to support him, I feel that 
going to end up being only one year. Um, I don't trust the city council a lot to continue following through as having the chief as the chief. Of course, that depends on who is elected and not elected at town meeting day as far as city councilors go. But uh, I hope you'll put that into your consideration that um, maybe you owe the chief that one to stick around for another three years and to support him in his efforts to rebuild the disaster that the progressives, along with a couple Democrats, did to the police All department. Right. Thanks, Dale. Thanks, uh, Dale. Moreau, what do you, do you think that that, does that weigh in your, you know, as he said, I mean, and I do, I do know of mayoral candidates that I'm hearing about who would not be supporters of Chief Merritt. Yeah. Uh, well, since we're back on the uh, re-election question, let me just uh, say quickly, I got a text. I think maybe the way I talked about the 21 election may have come out a little confusingly. I wasn't suggesting that Bernie was on the ballot in uh, the spring of 21 no. when uh, when um, I was up for re-election. I just think that whole time was a kind of unique moment in American politics. There was a lot of people who had, you know, you know, thankfully uh, and properly been energized by just the uh, importance of that uh, federal election. And, and I think it did make for an unusual local election, just uh, the way in which it played out. The but, energy, yeah. Um, the So uh, with respect to Chief Murad, I guess what I'll say is this, like um, the... It shouldn't be a con- the way Dale said it is. He's worried, you know, about what the council is going to do um, n- next year if I'm not mayor. And you know, this really shouldn't be something that this 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 is it. the decision. Let's hope that we are past the point where the council is going to um, intervene in the way that happened with the Chief Murad appointment. It, this the it really mayoral appointments unless there's some extreme disqualifying element of uh an appointee um i think it's really important that we give uh, mayors whether it's me or another mayor the ability to create the team that they that they think they need and that the best team they think they can put together to to lead the city and uh, uh let's hope that that we're we're out of that period and we kind of return to um the proper um balance there going forward all right mayor there is a public safety committee meeting of the city council tonight or i think 5 30 maybe I want to ask you about a resolution that was in front of the Public Safety Committee. It started out as an enforcement resolution. We know nothing's set in stone. It can be amended or whatever. But that resolution disappeared. It's now back or is being integrated with another one. But my, what we had been told and what we understood was that you had worked with um, Councilor McGee for a replacement resolution that basically gutted all the enforcement stuff out. Is that true? It's not true, Kurt. The... Um this resolution did come uh, come to this resolution did come to my office with a very short period of time uh, before the there was going to be a debate on it and um, I did engage it as I we do you know frequently during a resolution process I knew this was an important resolution Um, I was concerned by a number of aspects of the original resolution I did not think it to me it sort of read as something it was like, uh, and I don't think this was the intent, or maybe not. Maybe I didn't wasn't even reading it fully right. But it read to me as uh, just sort of a, a admonition from the council to the Burlington Police to do more. And um, I thought it needed to have a lot more in it to be an effective, impactful resolution. And so I think the the it's taken a little bit of time, but the one that I, I is going to 
the council, the, the committee tomorrow, I think, is a much better resolution. It, first of all, does it doesn't just call on the Burlington police to do more. It does, does say we need action from the police, which is right, but it also... Uh, I believe calls on uh, actions from the state's attorney, from uh, the courts, from other levels of government to uh, take action to. Um, There's still a number of resolutions in front of the committee, though, right? It's, it's uh, for I'm example, a, you know, I'm not I'm not on the committee. I'm not exactly sure what's happening. I, I think I did hear there might be an alternative that's being submitted as well. Councilor Doherty has one. Yeah. So have you so you haven't reviewed all the resolutions then? I have I have not reviewed all of them, no. Um, I want to just read a paragraph from Councillor Doherty's. Um, it's I have it in front of me here. It's four pages. But one of the things he says here is, be it resolved that it is with similar urgency that the city council declares that illegal conduct that endangers the safety of our community, including firearm violence, burglary, automobile theft, retail theft, and the for-profit distribution of controlled substances, which profits from and preys on those suffering from substance use disorder are among our city's most urgent public safety issues and must be enforced by our law enforcement personnel and must be prosecuted to the extent permit, permitted under federal, state, and local laws. Obviously, there's a lot more to that resolution, yeah. but that is a paragraph that stood out to many of us who don't feel there's been enough, frankly, prosecution. It seems like that's a call to ramp up enforcement and prosecution uh, there's a lot more in here too yeah. which i think integrates too but i what, what's your thoughts on that i i think Councilor doherty is right i think we we do need um uh what is going on now with drug trafficking is is deeply problematic there and one of the things that needs to happen is we do need more help uh, with the interdiction efforts with, you know, there's a massive amount of these drugs coming in distribution channels coming from other, other cities. Um, we need state and federal help to, to interdict that and cut it off. Um, we need to continue to be rebuild the police department so we can do even more at the local level. We are, we certainly have continued our narcotics efforts and, uh, is it an emergency? Is it an emergency? Well, I certainly think it's a crisis. I certainly think it's a priority. I, I think it's. I, I think we should use the term emergency when we are going to take emergency. When we're going to use emergency powers, I think we should be kind of specific about what we mean by that. And I, it's not clear to me what emergency powers. Um, I don't think the resolutions that I've seen actually have any emergency uh, steps that are contemplated being taken. So I. I it might, I think it might be wiser given that to be reserve that word for when we actually are declaring an emergency and doing things outside of our normal democratic rules. In this case, it certainly is a priority, certainly is a crisis. It is one, again, uh, like, like homelessness uh, and drugs, we need action from other levels of government, other the courts, prosecutors to, to get this back where it should be. Do you think, I know one of the resolutions had took some, some shots, little criticisms at the state, do you, as mayor, think that the state's not doing enough, in re- that it shouldn't be all on Burlington? Or how do you think the state plays into this cri- this crisis? I do think we need more action from the state current in a number of ways. I, I think part of, part of what is going on here is uh, that we have gotten away from focusing on the drug crisis as, a, as, a, as the top public health challenge. It was, everybody understood from 2013, 20- 14, when Governor Shumlin focused the whole state on what he called the heroin crisis at that point, uh, 
2019 and 2020 and the start of the pandemic, it was the public health challenge that everyone was focused on and we were making progress on it. We created an enormous amount of infrastructure to help people get into treatment. We saw deaths dropping. We saw property crime dropping in 2018 and 2019 quite dramatically, especially here in Chittenden County. And we were, we were, we were making progress. The pandemic hit. We had to focus public health efforts elsewhere. It's now important that that focus come back. And I do think that needs to be a focus driven by state government from the, from the top. Um, I also think it's not just, so it's a question of a focus and priority and getting all the different players addressing this the way we were in those years. But another thing that is a real opportunity and we need more action on is the investment of these tens of millions of dollars of settlement funds that are coming in these opioid settlement funds that uh, should be available to communities to get more people into treatment, to expand the way in which, you know, uh, you know, for, for, for example, we, we probably, uh, we're, we're considering using our fire department in a, in a different way than we have in the past. They're responding to so many overdose calls right now that we are looking at setting up a, a unit that would specifically respond to overdoses and Just kind of specialize, specialize yeah. in that. And, um, that is, clearly driven by this drug uh drug crisis and we have these funds that uh, are available to the state the city gets a little bit ourselves we have 220,000 of funds that have come in to the city we've committed $230,000 of of it already more, you know more than committed 100% the state has is sitting on 23 and a half million dollars of this money and i don't think they have committed a penny yet and it's mm. it's a real problem they may, maybe that's changed in the last few weeks here since the last advisory settlement committee meeting that i went to but it is not moving with the urgency that is needed in, given what we're facing. Mr. Mayor, we are just about out of time. Mayor, if you uh, were to opt not to run, would you uh, be considering a run for governor? <laughs> I'll say He's good at his questions, isn't he? I, I thought we were done with this segment of the, uh, of the show. I thought we were going to talk I'll about the Yankees and the Red Sox battling out battling for, last for last place. place. I think it's a beautiful I thing. thought I was going to have a chance to talk about the Burlington Cardinals still uh, being uh, in the running. We're going to the championship game in a couple Woo-hoo! weeks. So would you? Um Kurt, you know, I I am trying to figure out what is the what is the best way for me to 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 contribute uh, to to the people to the people of Burlington and you know per, perhaps beyond. It's certainly something I've given some thought to, but uh, you know, first thing first, I have to make a decision about uh, about the mayor's and race, and you'll be hearing from me soon. Time frame, do you think, on the decision? A week, <laughs> two weeks, three? Very soon. All right, there we go. There he is, the mayor of Burlington. We'll find out soon. Very soon. Thanks for coming in today. It's always fun. It is always fun to be with you guys. Thank you. We Great talking it. to you. Appreciate all the calls today. Talk to you again soon. They go fast, and tomorrow is Fluff and Stuff Friday, and you're only... Oh, and we're going to talk to a city councilor from Plattsburgh to find out about what's going on with that hotel project. Right here on News Talk WVMT Burlington. From ABC News, I'm Derek Dennis, Areas of Ukraine...